Welcome, one and all, to another episode. Mark, I don't know about anybody else. I didn't hear the song. I heard it. I heard it. Did it? Maybe something Mike computed right, in. Okay. You'll, you'll hear it uh, when you when it's played it must, back. Must be me. No, it must be you. <clears throat> Welcome, one and all, to another episode of On the Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark, with a C right here. And uh, this is episode number 181. And in 181 consecutive weeks. And uh, how about that? <laughs> Numbers right. going up. Right, amazing. They're not going down. They're going up. <laughs> you put money on it. We always make money each week. goes up. Uh, how is our panel of sports experts today? How are we doing? We're, We're doing, doing great. How are you, Mark? How are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm well. Mm. Well, did you ever uh, get a new car, Mark? I'm going to tell you a little car story right now. Okay. Yes, I have a new car, but uh, this is a very it's, this the story relates to this new car. If you bear with me, I think you may get a chuckle out of this little story. So I have the car about two weeks, Corolla, and uh, on Monday it was a 2024 car. On Monday, in the mail, just by chance, I get a statement from my insurance company, which is, I don't mind saying, Allstate. And they, they tell you, like a typical like statement on how much your coverage is, and they list your cause. Well, I was a two-car family, and they had listed three cars. They listed the stolen uh. car. As one of the cause I'm getting coverage for. <laughs> now I don't know how that works because you know the same company paid me off for the stolen <laughs> car, and now they're saying I have the car and uh, it's listed. So that's not good because they're, they're charging me. So I called my insurance broker, and he said, "Boy, that's weird." <laughs> he thought it was weird, but he said he would take care of it. All right. He said he would take care. He's got to do one thing here. Give me a minute. A second. Okay. He said he would take care of it. Okay, fine. But then 10 minutes later, he calls me and says, uh, the DMV needs proof that your car was stolen so they can release the plates from Fine you. And, and so you have to go to the Department of Motor Vehicles. Well, for those of us who live in the area around me in the Queens, there's no way I'm going to be going to College Point. Go to there's no way I'm going to go to Garden City because I heard oh. they were doing some work in Garden City or they're changing what they actually do in the Garden City office there. So I saw online that there's one in Beth Page. Have wheels will travel. So I, 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 um, I have New York plates, of course, had New York plates. So you can go anywhere in New York State to have, get this done. So on Tuesday, I drive at 9 o'clock in the morning for a 40-minute drive from Queens to Beth Page. No traffic, but it's, it's tedious getting there. Uh, the, the GPS, I had no idea where I was going. How do you use a GPS? It brought me to a strip mall with stores and a Dunkin' Donuts, of course. And plenty of parking by this DMV. Now, I'm used to a DMV. It's all separate building by itself. 
This is like one of the different stores in the strip mall. Okay. Mm. I go in. I tell the greeter my my issue. Okay, I have to do something else. I tell the greeter my issue, and he says, I take a number and wait your turn. You guys remember know that. He says, wait your turn. I look around, and I see about just 10 people. <laughs> 10 people waiting. I've never seen a motor vehicle room with 10 people. Just go, to, just go to like the one in Garden City, you have to wait an hour because there's hundreds of people, right? Okay, right away, they call my number. I go to the window, state my case, and to my surprise, the clerk, I'll call him a clerk, says, okay, Mr. Gold, where's your MV78B? Exactly. I, say, I say, what that? <laughs> uh, oh, sir, you need this form filled out by the police precinct where your car was stolen. I said, that's Bayside. I'm in Beth Page. <laughs> I, I said, wait a second. I have all these papers which I brought, proof that my car was stolen. Uh, I have a form that, that the police did fill out. And I have proof of uh, I bought a new car. The insurance company paid me. Mr. Gold, you need form MV78B. <laughs> okay. You know, while he's saying that, I'm still standing there in, in amazement. I thought I was I was good. Meanwhile, you, you know what they do? When they're done with you, they press a button and the next people come. They, they, they call the next number. While I'm still talking to the guy, the next person is waiting on my rear end. Like, get the hell away. He called me. <laughs> that was okay, so now I got to drive all the way back from Beth Page to Bayside Precinct off of Northern Boulevard. Of course, before I did get in the car, I did buy a cup of coffee from the Dunkin' Donuts. It's the 111 precinct. The 111. 111. Right. Right. Okay, Northern so Boulevard. I get to Bayside, the 111th precinct, maybe 40 minutes later, and they let me right in. I state my case. Sir, I need an MV78B. Within five minutes, I have it. He fills something out. He says, this is all you need. Take it back to the motor vehicle. Why didn't your real estate agent tell you this? So Thursday morning, today, I make a 40, 45-minute trip back to Beth Page, And again, there's only a handful of people waiting. I said, this is great. When I find, they finally called me five minutes later, I here's my MV78B form, Mr. Clerk. Same uh, guy? Uh, well, the, the, they were next to each other. And he recognized me because I give him a, you know. So, uh, he goes, uh-oh. He says, uh-oh. He looks confused. Uh, I said, I told that man, I was told by that man to do exactly, go to the police and get this form filled out. But he still looked confused. <laughs> he, so he had turned around to his supervisor for advice. It was hard to hear from behind the glass partition separating him from me, especially every three seconds, you know, the automated uh, uh, person comes on. Number you, one, two, three, four, five, J, go to window 14, whatever window they're talking about, and you can't hardly hear. Then he tells me, you know what? 
go back and sit down. We got to work this out. <laughs> Give me a driver's license. So go sit down. I'm waiting. He's still talking with that supervisor. Five minutes later, he calls me back to the window and says, whose name is on your registration? You uh, or your wife? Um, so I said, what's that guy? He says, I asked you a question. You or you? He's yelling at me. Yelling at me. <laughs> Very rude. They don't do that in California. I don't know. I said, I said, my name is on the registration of the car that was stolen a month ago. He says, okay, go sit down again. I'll call you back. <laughs> I can sit down. <laughs> Finally, after five minutes, I go, this is ridiculous. I go back up to him. I said, what are we waiting for now? He <laughs> says, your form has to be sent to Albany <laughs> via like a fax, I guess. Uh, and we're waiting for them to okay this transaction. Oh, Sat down uh, again for another five minutes. And finally, they called me back and they was told, everything is fine. Um, bring this paper or send this paper to your insurance carrier. You know, maybe it was the first time they ever had somebody come to them with a stolen car. I don't know. And, and wanted to drop their insurance. You know, when I first told them the story, they said, all right, your car was stolen. Do you have your plates? <laughs> what question is that? Do you have my car was stolen? Oh my god! No, you're gonna take my car. One second, let me take my plates off. I took my car and my left car. the plates. Yeah, I got I stole his car and left the plates. I called the yeah, insurance right. company. They sent the form. Uh, I sent the form to them, and they said everything was all right. But you uh, know, your agent should have taken care of some uh, of this. I don't know. Didn't yeah. do it. Didn't do it. But. Uh, my my experience in Beth Page, but I like Beth Page. I mean, like for uh, any other, you know, thing you got to do, you're pretty, pretty some place to go in the New York area. That's not too crap. All right, Gerald, sports personality of the week. By the way, you sponsored by Tiptoe Through the Tulips with me. I'm <laughs> a tiny Tim. Okay. So this week, I'm going to be giving a biography on Robert Joseph Cousy, better known as Bob Cousy. The road to the NBA Hall of Fame for him was filled with rejections. I will first review some of, the, of his NBA accomplishments and then focus on his route to becoming a Hall of Fame player. Here are some of his NBA accomplishments. He played for 13 years in the NBA. He was an all-star 13 times, MVP 1957. He was the assist leader eight consecutive seasons. He was on the NBA anniversary team, the 25th, 35th, 50th, and 75th anniversary team, and 10 times all-NBA first team. Those are some of his accomplishments. Bob Cousy took up basketball at the age of 13. As I recall from my reading, before he took up basketball, he had two primary, primary activities, stealing hubcaps and playing stickball. <laughs> so uh, he took up basketball and was immediately hooked on it. At the age of 13, he practiced day and night. 
He said that one of the best things that ever happened to him as a kid was that he fell out of a tree and broke his right arm. That necessitated him playing left-handed, and he, he practiced a lot left-handed, and he, therefore he became ambidextrous, could dribble with either hand and could shoot with either hand. That was, that was of course, very, uh, very important. He entered uh, Andrew Jackson High School in Queens, Two straight years, he was rejected by the team. He was cut. Kind of amazing. His coach at Andrew Jackson High School, who cut him, saw him playing, I think it was in the Long Island Press League, you may recall, local guys. And he saw him playing and dribbling with either hand. And he said, you know, you ought to come in for, for a uh, – uh, a tryout, and he did, and he made the team finally. And of course, he went on to play for Holy Cross College. Uh, he he initially he didn't want to go to college, but as he made a name for himself in basketball, he realized, you know, maybe I should go to college. He he devoted himself to not only playing basketball well, but to academics, and he became a very very good uh, student. He was regarded as the first great point guard. And what I remember about him, his deception, creativity, creating points, great assists, uh, just amazing. Uh, and also, he was, he was able to captain the team lead the team on fast breaks on the transition. He was able to throw the ball uh, the length of the court, and he'd se he seemed to have eyes in the back of his head. He was just an outstanding, outstanding ball player. When it came to being drafted by the NBA, there was a long story about what happened. But long story short, he was put into a special draft with Max Zaslavsky, and one other player. And the Celtics were invited to participate in that draft. And uh, each team chose a name out of a hat. And the Celtics were very disappointed that they didn't get Zaslavsky, who's a very good scorer. And they did, in fact, get uh, uh, Bob Cousy. Um, Red Orbach had said at one point, I don't want to draft him because he's just a local yokel. He's nothing. <laughs> And, of course, history uh, proved him wrong. Uh, some of his coaches thought that he's too flamboyant. He was ahead of his time. One of them said, you know, if you, if you uh, continue with that fancy Dan uh, uh, method, you'll have the ball uh, tossed down your throat because people do not like that. Now, here's another thing. 1954, the 24-second clock was introduced into the NBA, so the game was kind of slow to, uh, up until 1954. But I submit to you when the 24-second when the, uh, clock uh, was uh, installed, if you will, uh, that helped his game enormously. And, of course, while he did very well with the Celtics, uh, when, when the Celtics acquired Bill Russell, that was the missing piece, and, of course, other other players on the team included uh, the Jones boys, uh, Tommy Hankson, 
uh, Luskatov puts on the team, Zach Sanders, and a host of others. So to make a long story short, with so many rejections by coaches, by Red Orbeck, and the owner of, of, of the Celtics, Walter Brown, had no interest in acquiring uh, uh, Bob Cousy. In the end, everybody realized what a great player he was. And by the way, regarding Max Zaslowski, he outscored him by about six points per game and had twice as many assists per game. So he was, in my mind, he was an outstanding player. I go back periodically and look at the videos of him playing, and I can't believe what I'm seeing. Over-the-head passes, behind the back. It looks flashy, but it's deceptive. It's creating plays, and I submit to you, he was the greatest point guard ever. As, as Lapchek said for, for, the, uh, for St. John's University, he said he's the greatest player I've ever seen. And that concludes my biography of uh, Bob Cousy, who is still with us at the age of 95. We're still around. Okay. I was going to ask you that question. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to comment on this? Okay. Uh, have a... Go ahead, Jeff. You want to talk first? Yeah. yeah didn't, did he, didn't he have a one-handed set shot? Yeah. 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 Yes. 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 He used to do that. Yeah. A push shot, not a jump shot. Right. Push shot, yeah. push shot, yeah. yeah. That's how yeah. he shot. Was saying. Push. Yeah, Steve? Two things about him. Number one, his eyes were set back, so he had unbelievable peripheral right. vision. Right. Mm. You know, set back his eyes were set back? I never heard that yeah. one before. If you, okay. look at his, if you look at pictures of his face, his eyes were, you know, like over here. And yeah. uh, second of all, he wanted to transfer out of Holy, out of Holy Cross and come to St. John's. Because his Holy Cross mm-hmm. coach wouldn't play him. Right. Because he was too flashy. And he, right. and he wanted to come to St. John's, and Joe Lapchick said, no, you know, you, you'll be fine. Just go back to Holy Cross. And the coach of Holy Cross was Augie Julian. Julian. I wonder why he went to Holy Cross. He's from St. Albans area. Right. He went yeah. to the Jackson. Oh, he didn't get offers. He went to St. John's, John's, and they didn't offer him. Oh. oh. That's, that's good enough reason right there. Yeah. Uh, Larry? He used to cut the ball and and throw and throw his outlet pass like a bullet. Yeah, yeah, it was like amazing. Yeah, what I saw him make one play on a video, and I remember this play. I was watching this game. His back, his back was face was to the backboard, and over his head, he banked the ball off of, off of the glass through uh, through the hoop. It was the most amazing shot I've ever seen. So when he played with Casey Jones, wasn't Casey Jones a point guard also? Yes, yes. But they were but Casey together. Jones. Casey Jones wasn't really an offensive player. He was better on defense. Right, he really great wasn't defense. A score at all. Yeah. I remember that. The Jones yeah. boys came at the end of Kuzi's career. Yeah, oh, the end. Right. Yeah. He was teamed with yeah. Bill Sharman in the backcourt. Right, Bill Sharman. Right. And and then if and then after he left the Celtics, he was a player coach for the Cincinnati Royals, which Cincinnati Royals, not right. very oh, successfully. Oh, Fred, right. that was about that. six or seven years after he retired, and that was a very short, short-lived uh, career yeah. with, the, with the Royals. And he was so, commentator on uh, Channel Seven with uh, who was he working think, with? Chris Schenkel? Um, no, I think yeah, he also he coached in college too. Boston College, yeah, that's yeah, what right. I thought. He coached Boston College. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he One, TV. Right, right now he has Alzheimer's. 
Uh, uh, yeah. I from an interview the other day, and he was supposedly ninety-five. I, I, you sounded pretty good. <laughs> you must well, uh, the original, the original Mrs. Gold, my mother, went to school with him at, 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 at Andrew Jackson? Jackson High School. Really? Wow. Okay. Did she say I went to Andrew Jackson. She didn't know anything about sports. She didn't know. Um, she didn't know him. <laughs> she wasn't all. my inspiration growing up as far as sports goes. <laughs> she just cooked me dinner and bought me clothes and toys. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay. Uh, Dave, you want to say something? <clears throat> I just say I went to Andrew Jackson also. Oh. Uh, but, uh, a, little bit, a little bit after. Way, yeah, way, way. <laughs> Yeah, I think she's 90. She would have been 90s. I don't know how old. Maybe 100. <laughs> all right, Ed, Jared, you want to wrap it up? I, yeah, I just wanted to say this very quickly. We all know that Bill Sharman was, was a very good player. His free throw percentage was over 90%. The interesting thing about Sharman, I don't know if you guys know this, Bill Sharman really wanted to be a baseball player, and I believe... Yeah, I knew. Dodgers. Dodgers. Oh, Oh, he wasn't the uh, the toilet paper guy. Ah, oh, you no, no. spelled spelled differently. <laughs> all right, that's good. That good story there. We all we all remember him. Bob Cousy. All right, let's go on. Milton, name that tune. Oh, this song in 1981 was number one for quite a number of weeks, not only in the U.S. but across other countries. It was composed by a fellow by the name of Ed Cobb, who sang with the Four Preps years ago. And uh, somebody else recorded this in 1964 first, Gloria Jones. But this was one of the biggest hits of 1981. Let's hear it. 81. We got to get it. Wait. Can you name that tune in two notes? Two notes, you got it. Yeah. Everybody got it. I can name that song in two notes now. Nope, it's not it. That's a different song. That's not good it. Too, That's it. That's the song or not? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I feel I've got to. Said it. Okay, Milt. No. Okay. You can't go too long, Milt. This. Yeah. Remember the song. That's <laughs> nice song. I had another hit later. What about me? But oh, this well, let's see who said. We all know the title, right? Mm. Right. This is Tainted Love. Tainted Love, right? Tainted Love, right? Tainted love, right. Yep. love by what, Stuart? Soft, soft Cell. Soft Cell. It was a British soft. duo group. Right, right. And you said they had another hit. What about me was another song what too. What about me? I don't know. I don't know if I heard that. But um, 
I thought, you know, 1981, next time we may go back to the 60s. We'll see. You know. Jumping around there. Gerald, what? I just wanted to mention, Milt, you may know this. On ABC Radio, Saturday nights, Cousin Brucey's yeah. on four hours. Yeah, yeah, I listen to it once in a while. Yeah, six o'clock he's on, I think. Right. Six to nine, yeah. Yeah. Right. Ten, six ten. And then the big M. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah he still tomorrow. sounds great. He's terrific. Yeah, right. He's like... Uh, something like 88 years old now, I think. Yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> remarkable. He probably does all the work from his house now. He's not traveling. He does. Yes. I think he does. Nice Jewish boy. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. From the Bronx. Orange County. Yeah, yeah. That's all right. right. Cousin Brucey. His right. wife. Thank you, Milton. Okay. That was a big hit. Big hit. Look forward to your song next week. All right. This day in sports. Today is October 19th. Lots of good stuff took place on this day, and a lot of it you're going to remember, but this I don't think you're going to remember. In 1923, on this day, someone named Ban Johnson, who was the founder of the American League in baseball, tried persuading all the American League owners to prohibit boxing in their ballparks. Why? I don't know. Maybe you know why they want to prohibit boxing in the ballparks, 1923. In 33, 1933, Berlin Olympic Committee votes to introduce basketball for the 1936 Olympics. Well, that's one good thing they did. In 19... The United States won that Olympic game. I don't know. They did. No, I'm telling you, they won. Okay. In 1941, on this day, the first woman horse jockey in North America, her name was Anna Lee Wiley, and she took place in Mexico. So the first woman horse jockey, 41. I thought it would be later on in life. Uh, In 43, Yankees, I guess, call him a great second baseman. Joe Gordon retires. But I guess he couldn't be so great for Yankees, and they never, never retired his number, right? whatever number he was. But I guess we, as Yankee fans, you sometimes remember him. Um, in 49, the, the A's in baseball traded Nellie Fox to the White Sox. White Sox. For a guy named Joe Tipton. Joe Tipton must have just dropped out of baseball. I don't know about him. Catcher, I think. Yeah. And he, then, he, Joe Tipton was a catcher for the A's. Yeah, that he got yeah. there from... from Via, via Nellie Fox going to the White Sox. In 57 on this day, Montreal Canadiens Maurice Rocket Richard becomes the first NHL player to score 500 goals. In 1964, here's a name I think some of you will remember. In 64, uh, at the Olympics in Tokyo, uh, Tamara Press. Doesn't the name sound familiar? Tamara Press yeah. of the Soviet Union wins the women's discus with an Olympic record, uh, and she also won the shot put. Now, if you if you Google Tamara Press, you're gonna see a big stocky woman. Um, if she wasn't using back in those days, yeah. Sixty six. Bobby Orr makes his. Debut for the Boston Bruins on this day. Mm-hmm. 67. Here's a name I remember as a teenager. 
Igor Terovenetian. Igor Terovenetian of the USSR sets the long jump record at 27 feet, four and three quarter inches. And I know I butchered his name, but I remember that name. Uh, in 74, Australian tennis star, Ivan Gugula, 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 wins her first tournament beating Chris Everett uh, in Los Angeles. Uh, in 74, the Pistons beat the Portland Trailblazers in Portland. The next time that happened was in 1990. So what is that? It took 16 years. 16 years for the Pistons to beat the Trailblazers in Portland. In, in 76, baseball. Remember the World Series, 76? It's the Reds swept the Yankees, right? What? Yeah. Uh, on this day, the Reds take a commanding 3 nothing lead over the Yankees in the World Series. As the first designated hitter in the World Series, Dan Dreesen. Oh, oh wow. Singles, doubles, homers, and walks. Uh, had a great game, I guess. He got the start of the game, but uh, uh, that happened on this day. And a side note to that World Series, the Yankees only had one home run in those four games. And the home run happened on this day in 76, not by Munson, but by Jim Mason. Jim Mason. Mason. Very good. That was an M. Least likely. Jim Mason. I think I I used that as a trivia question. Yeah, Jim Mason. All right. In 87, Woody Woodward. I forgot he was a Yankees general manager. He resigns, and Lou Piniella is named the GM. And Billy Martin is named for the manager for the fifth and left <laughs> on this day in 87. In 1986, the Braves beat the Yankees in a World Series game 12 to 1. It became the, a record for like beating a team by 11 runs or more that day. Uh, remember this one. I think, uh, let's see. Uh, Sandy Alomar for Cleveland hits a uh, home run in the World Series. Off Mariano Rivera. Right. Bro, that wouldn't be the World Series. That would be no, in the playoffs. Yeah. In 1999, Mets fans would always remember this one. In the championship series, Mets right. pitcher, not the singer, Kenny Rogers. Oh, yeah, right. He walked yeah. Andrew Jones with the bases loaded in the bottom of the 11th to send the Braves <laughs> on to the World Series. That's why they got rid of him. He wound up doing a job with the Tigers. 2022, and he's still doing good. To, well, one year, or last year, <laughs> pitcher Aaron Nola faces oh. his brother from San Diego, catcher <laughs> uh, <laughs> Austin, in the first playoff game, the first time ever a pitcher. Uh, and the batter, you know, two brothers facing each other um, in that. Um, in in 2006 on this day, this was the game that uh, Andy Chavez made oh, a yeah. tremendous catch um, off of Yadier Molina. 
And, uh, and Mark is talking in the background. Talking in the background. We cannot have that. So please mute yourself. Thank you. Uh, and one more thing I have on this date. In 2017, Dodgers Kiki Hernandez hits three home runs in one game. Who would have ever thought that? Mm-hmm. Versus the Cubs to propel the Dodgers into the World Series for the first time since 1988. And then, and uh, he became the fourth player to hit three home runs in a championship series. Mm-hmm. You guys know the other three people? One you'll never get. Anybody? How many home runs? What? Three <laughs> home runs game. in one game in a championship series. Not the World okay. Series like, like Reggie did, but the yeah. championship series. Seriously. Bob yeah. Robinson of the Pirates was one in 71. George Brett in 78. And when I saw this name, I had to look this name up. I'd never heard this baseball player. Adam Kennedy. He's an infielder, I think. Yeah. Second base. That sounds familiar. 2002. Yeah. He played with the Cards, the A's, the Angels, the yeah. Knights, the Mariners, and the Dodgers. A lot of teams. So he's the only one. And that's this day in sports, October 19th. Sports stories by the last. Oh, questions. Okay, guys. Wayne questions. Okay. Henry. I mean, um, Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, two, two <laughs> things. One, the Andy Chavez uh, catch. I think you said it was off Yada Molina. It was off Scott Rowland and Yada Molina. Hit the home run in the next inning to win the game. Absolutely right. Thank you. I was testing you guys. Make sure you got right. it. <laughs> one, one more, one more bit and he got a double play on the play, too. He doubled up. Uh... One more bit of <laughs> trivia. You mentioned the Munich Olympics about basketball. In the, yeah. Munich, in the Munich Olympics, in the 200-yard dash won by Jesse Owens, Jackie Robinson's brother, Mac, came in second. He was four-tenths oh. of a second behind one that won the silver medal in the Olympics. So How about that? Trivia. That's really cool. Really cool. Thank you. And uh, uh, Gerald? Van Johnson, who you mentioned earlier, he organized the American League, uh, and he didn't want to have uh, boxing in any of the stadiums because he wanted the American League to be a clean alternative to the National League, which had become notorious for its rough-and-tumble atmosphere, whatever that means. Okay. I knew we'd find the answer for that one. And Howie? Mark, you mentioned that Joe Gordon uh, retired. Sports didn't retire. I think he got traded because he was on. He got yeah. traded to the Indians because he was on the uh, forty-eight Indian World Championship. Yep, yep. So maybe what year did yeah, I say he retired? He retired, I think, in fifty or something. He about four years. Back to forty-three. The, uh, I, I have him. Reti- it said retires. Maybe got drafted, Mark. Maybe he came back. Yeah. Yeah. But he played check, in the and, and and you know what? And you know what else his claim to fame? He's only a trade of managers. He was traded for Jimmy Dykes as managers. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's good. Cleveland and Detroit back in the early sixties. Thank you. Wow. Okay. Let us move on. Uh sports stories by Larry, sponsored by my high school yearbook. <laughs> What do you have today for us, Larry? Well, I have two stories, but the first one is my regular story entitled The Special Don Newcomb. Don Newcomb, a six foot four, 220 pound flamethrower, pitched between 1949 and 1960 in, in MLB, mostly with the Dodgers. 
To me, he was special in five ways. First, Newcomb was the first pitcher to win the Rookie of the Year, MVP, and Cy Young Awards during his career. It was not until 2011 that Justin Verlander also would achieve this distinction. Second, on September 6, 1950, Don started both ends of a doubleheader for the Brooklyn Dodgers. He pitched 16 innings in, in that day and gave up only two earned runs. Third, Nuke became a three-time 20-game winner. Fourth, Newcomb twice posted a perfect fielding per percentage as a pitcher, 1949 and 1958. And fifth, Don hit seven home runs in a regular season, a record shared with just a few other pitchers. Yet he refused to sign a contract to become a frequent pinch hitter with its added pay. In closing, Don shared his regrets for not making the Hall of Fame. Quote, I was only 34, but the alcohol had taken its toll. Yeah. I think it shortened my career by about six or seven years. Yeah. Yeah. I regret that I did not take better care of myself because I would like to have made the Hall of Fame where I think I belong. That completes my regular story for this week. Yeah. Anyone comment on, on that first story? Anybody? And Mantle said the same thing. Yeah, yeah. at least they were admitting Except, it. They admitted. He was 30, he was 36 when he retired. Don Newcomb is dead already? He's gone? Yeah, he, he, a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah, he lived quite a long life. Yeah. He also uh, won yeah. 27 games one year. Yeah. yeah. Six, I think. 27 and seven. Whenever. Yeah. Right. Now, who, who holds the record for, uh, for a pitcher? Uh, for home runs in one season, it's the first question, and that, and that and that will never be broken. Imagine if that person is still alive. Well, they'll say will never break that record. As I mentioned, Don Newcomb had seven home runs. I think in the season. some pitchers but, had more than but that. Don Drysdale did that twice. Right. Yeah, I was going to say about, twice. Bam, 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 I, I think West Ferrell had nine. Who? West Ferrell. I think at nine. Yeah, who was it? Who was a, a pinch hitter a lot? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, this is from 1937 and on. A pure right, pitch. Right, right. Jerry, pitch. how many did Baumgartner have? In in one season. In season yeah. He didn't have that many. I gotta in look one it season. up. I gotta look and it up. Check out Warren Spahn. And check out Don Drysdale. Yeah. West, West, Bob, Bob Levin was another West, one. West Levin. Yeah, he started as a uh, he started as an infielder. Levin. Yeah, but that's that will, whoever has that record, they'll never be broken. West Farrell yeah. did have the record for nine. Now, who else am I looking up now? Drysdale. Drysdale. Drysdale did it twice. Drysdale. I look up. Start your second story, Larry. We'll come back to that. Larry, before you started, Larry, one one bit of trivia. Don Newcomb was a starting pitcher in the Bobby Thompson home run game, by the way. Right. Oh, okay. Also, I wanted to mention Don Newcomb's lifetime batting average, I believe, was about 268 or 270. 271, yeah. in fact. 271. Yeah. And, wow. and bat, they batted him ninth, obviously. <laughs> All right, get ahead, Larry. My special story is entitled <coughs> Bad Outcome for the Upcoming World Series. 
we will have a subpar World Series for 2023. It will involve wild card teams with only 90 wins or less in the regular season. Without the wild cards, the World Series would have featured more interesting, dynamic, and youthful teams. The 104-season winning Atlanta Braves and the 101-season winning Baltimore Orioles. The first 100-plus years of MLB did not have wildcard teams, and they got along just fine financially. MLB should have kept it that way for the integrity of the game. That completes my special story. Yeah, that's right. Money. Except you, you Houston, Money. Houston won the World Series, and they won their division. Not right? three. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Houston, Houston won day, their division, and they're not a wild card. Only one. You got three. You got three of the four when right, right. wild card. More yeah. comments, uh, Mike. Yeah, um, one of the things that we can see as the years go by with these wild card teams and so on is that teams can be built for the playoffs as opposed to built for the regular season. Right. Definitely, the Atlanta Braves, the Los Angeles Dodgers, probably I can think of one or one or two more were built for the regular season. Right? They have fine pitching, the depth pitching and and good hitting up and down the lineup uh but teams that want to win in the playoffs aren't built like that they are built with power uh several power hitters and two at least two uh outstanding starters if you have that combination you're going to be a terrific threat in the playoffs and that's what they're doing and that's what the phillies are doing yes exactly yeah right Harper Fred, and Fred, Fred. Yeah, I just want to know what people think. Do you think it was a detriment for Braves and Dodgers, both of them having having the week, the week off? That's why they hit so badly. There was a, th- a lot of theories about maybe, that. Maybe. Could be. Could be. Because you, you know, you play the whole season, you're, you're playing every day. And then all of a sudden you're off. And they clinched. Both those maybe. teams clinched pretty far in, uh, before the end of the hey. season. Okay, uh, Gerald. Okay, so uh, Don Drysdale had uh, 29 career home runs. Two seasons, he had seven home runs. Right. And Warren Spawn had, I believe, 35 lifetime home runs. 35 lifetime home runs. Yeah, Don Don Newcomb had 15 for his, uh, his career total. Okay. Joe? Yeah, I just wanted to say that I disagree with Larry over the excitement. I think Phillies are as exciting a team as you've got. You know, not only not only do they look uh, insane, they're just playing absolutely lights out. Phillies, Phillies, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. I mean, I hate to say this because I've always hated them, but they're you the know and, and, year, and, they're uh, good. And they'll they lose again to the American the year and great but I agree with the Larry. They're built, they're built for the postseason. They've got the two, they've got two aces and they've got a, a number of power hitters, and they, but they're just clicking yeah. at the yeah. right time. Yeah. Like yeah. last year. And they'll last year, exactly. Same thing. And they'll yeah. lose to the American League like one, last year. One of the things you have to recognize is that it's very hard to score in the playoffs with singles and stolen bases and doubles. In other words, that kind of baseball becomes much more difficult because you're facing much better, much higher quality pitchers. That's mm-hmm. why you want power in your lineup. 
Yeah, yeah but Mike, that, Mike, uh, the, but that doesn't that said, doesn't that doesn't answer Atlanta. Atlanta had the most home. They had three hundred and seven home runs, I think. Yeah, yeah. The Phillies just ran right through. Yeah, Riley and Olson. Okay, yeah, Mike, you mentioned you mentioned about it. The Dodgers lost because their pitching was very suspect. Exactly. And I don't unnecessarily yeah, think yeah. it was hit. Well, Mookie Betts and uh, Freddie Freeman didn't hit. Yeah. But when they came into the into the playoffs, they they had really no pitching to to do to even uh, distinguish themselves. And I think that's where they lost. Yeah. 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 I've been saying for weeks prior to the playoffs. Every time I saw the Dodger box score, I see a pitcher. Who's this guy? Who's this guy? They kept bringing right. people up. To fill in of all the injuries yeah. they had. Oh, that's right. And yeah. suspended players. Yeah. They still managed 100 wins for the season. They did. <laughs> yeah. I think all right, Joe, up. while your hand is up, why don't you just say a quick story and uh, a comment and go on to your Mets moments? <laughs> Joe, you. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Mets moments. I was just going to say that the Dodgers, the Dodgers pitching was so, you know, so beaten up. They had to start. Uh, Kershaw, yeah. who had absolutely nothing, right? I mean, he was hurt. Kershaw, he had to have been. He had nothing Not on the bad. ball. You know, you yeah. when he's right, the ball drops about 10, 11 inches when he throws mm -hmm. the curve. He was just throwing up batting practice. It was terrible. It was a shame. Um, I think. At, I think at this point, there's really nothing going on with the Mets. Everything's in a holding pattern. Okay. So That's I quick. think I think I, I think we'll put it in uh, we'll put it on the side for a while until something's going on. What do you think? All right. uh, we'll call you each week, and uh, if you yeah. have something, you'll okay. let us all know. Right now, okay? right now, there's nothing. There's nothing going on. All right, Wayne. Yeah. Well, what what what, it, what does the group think of the about the Mets hiring uh, uh, the her last name is NG. I don't know how to pronounce. Ming. Violence. Ming. Absolutely, yeah. Wayne. Yep. Yeah. Ming. I don't, I don't know if they will, because I think one of the reasons that they she, she didn't exercise the option in Miami is because they wanted to put a base, baseball operations head right. above, above her. And she and she, and she um, didn't want to go but for she, that. She's not going to get a position, maybe with the Red Sox, but she's not going to get a position where she's uh, in total control of her. I don't think no, so. And by the way, when, when did this baseball operations head Become in vogue. I mean, years ago, it was always a general manager, right. and that was it. Yeah. 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 I know. I don't know. Isn't it? You're right. Out here in San Francisco, uh, Farhan Zadi Farhan is the president of baseball operations. I'm not sure if that's the first name or the last name, but they do have a general manager, and I couldn't tell you his or her name. Wow. I mean, years ago, I mean, it was. It was there was no the Yankees had George Weiss. There was you know there was no baseball right. operation. You know teams had um, whatever whoever they had. had. Also, I think George Weiss. Well, they can hire the person, but someone has a uh, uh, an upper hand in the voice and makes the decisions. Yeah. You know? well, Gerald, I think I think Fred, the, the general manager, um, has a lot of functions, and there was there's been a movement over the years to, to separate contract negotiations and other things from constructing the parent roster. And maybe uh, that's where that yeah. it, they work together. Call, yeah, call call director of business operations, not baseball. <laughs> yeah. Let's go on. Let's move on. Uh, thank you, Joe. Maybe next week maybe we'll have Joe. more info about that. New York yeah. Giants stuffed by Fred. Sponsored Giants. by right. sponsored by gelatin. Right. Say, <laughs> gelatin. Who, well, who before gelatin? last week, before last game against Buffalo, that's what the offensive line was like, like a bunch of jello. 
But uh, they didn't play. They didn't play bad. Not existing. No. De- defense was good Sunday. Stu- stupid mistakes at the end of the first half. End of oh, the, end of just the game. beyond. Uh, cost them the game. Horrible. But what can we? What can we do? What can we do to? Get... The one thing Hell is, up. Leonard Williams said this week we're still in this. We only we've only played one division game, so we'll have to see. We're playing. Hopefully, they, they can beat the Commanders at home with all. There's two home games this year. They've been outscored 64 to 3. So who knows? Ty- looks like Tyree Taylor is going to play again. I mean, I-, I don't know if Jones practiced today. I didn't see any updates, but he hasn't been cleared for hasn't been cleared for contact. And I don't think if he's been cleared but hasn't been cleared by Thursday, he's not going to play on Sunday. And one thing I did read, which which I like, and I, that they're going to put play more than the two young receivers, Robinson and Hyatt. So I think these two guys have a lot of really good potential. If they can get the ball to them, yeah. I think they'll maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll score an offensive touchdown this week. But who knows? We'll have to see. <laughs> but see, at one and five, they're teetering on the on the brink of uh, of a lost season. I'm not ready to give up hope just yet. But yeah. we'll have to see what happens Sunday. And why didn't and they we'll, call that pass interference on in our last play of the game? Pass interference. I don't know. You know. Sometimes they call it. Why did the referees call it? Why did they call pass interference on Sauce Gardner at the end of the Kansas City game? Uh, you know, it, it's hit or miss. It's up to the uh, guy it. with the get. You know, it's, there's that no. Was, that was win or lose. How right? do you interpret it? Fred, did you hear that they signed Taylor to a one year contract? No. What did I hear wrong? Tyree Taylor? Yeah, for the Giants. You know, I know he's he's under a two year contract. Oh, that's like one of the, wrong. But he was yeah, a, he's yeah, he's yeah. under a two year contract. He's like the highest paid backup quarterback in the league right now. All right. Hmm. Okay. But they they did sign Justin Pugh, as he said, straight off the couch. Right. Right, right. <laughs> he was called for a couple of penalties, but overall, he did a good job. Yeah, they said. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, guy hasn't played in a year, and yeah. the guy he hasn't he hasn't played left tackle in ten years. Wow. And they, they moved. They, they switched Fred, them over. Fred, you know, they did, I know, Fred, did a I good job. They, they, they played well defensively. Yes. They just they just can't get I wish they would throw the ball down the field more. I don't know. Big yeah. plays. These free agents can't get Paris Campbell the ball. The guy's supposed to be speedy. I, I don't know. I just we'll see what happens Sunday. Fred, I, Nobody I don't can think get that the refs wanted to call and pass interference on the same guy in back to back plays. That's possible too. Go ahead, Joe. He was pulling them. Go ahead, Joe. Fred, maybe, uh, maybe uh, the coach just doesn't trust the offensive line to hold it long enough to go downfield. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that may be. Could be. I don't that know. may. That may be. Who knows? Okay. All right. And, and we'll next week they play that. the Jets. Yep. We'll see, see what happens. After. When's it? When's their? Yes. When's their bye week? After. I, I think. After the I Jets? think they played a Sunday. I was looking at the schedule. They played a Sunday. The Thanksgiving weekend is their bye week. They played the 19th, and then they're off. Okay. So they got a while to go before that. Howie, we're up to your West Coast report. And this week you're sponsored by Oregon. That means Oregon. That's how they say it, Oregon. Not Oregon. Oregon. Okay. Okay. Uh, Well, first with the Niners... Uh, with McCaffrey, uh, Debo, 
and uh, Trent Williams uh, all are pretty okay. They may hold McCaffrey out at the plane. I think the Vikings Monday night. Yeah, they got next few days. I I have they yeah. <laughs> uh, Debo wants to play, and Trent Williams is fine. He's walking around in a walking boot, but he's at practice. But they may hold out McCaffrey because uh, they got they got the uh, enough uh, Elijah Mitchell and uh, what's his name Mason to do it. So, but that's uh, that's up in the air. Nothing official. Uh the Giants, the foot, uh, the baseball Giants. They're looking for a new manager, and uh, the president of baseball operations, Zaidi says they are going to consider... Now, this is his last year of his contract. So this is it for Zaidi. Uh <laughs> So they yeah. said that they may consider old-school managers, you know, kind of like Bruce Brophy type. Um, and they're they going people uh, from within the organization and uh, from out. Uh, but uh, the latest uh, name to kind of hit the surface and I think I'm not sure I think they may be interviewing him today. It's former A's and giant catcher Stephen Boyd Boyd oh. uh who was on the Seattle Mariners staff as an assistant coach. Uh but they feel that he's got personality, leadership, work ethic. Uh he grew up a Giants fan in the in the San Joaquin Valley and they may go after him. Another name that's mentioned is Craig Council, who's kind of in limbo in uh, Milwaukee. There's no word that he'll return to to manage the, the Brewers, so he may be uh, may be interviewed. There's no word here that he's being interviewed, and they even mentioned of all names Dusty Baker, who currently has no oh, really? contract with Houston uh, for next back. year. That's interesting. They may just. Bring back Dusty as a transitional manager, you know, like Biden's transitional president. Bring back Dusty. <laughs> so, so anyway, it's kind of up in the air. They expect to pick uh, a manager sometime in November. So that's the latest. Uh, the other thing that's in uh, out here in the West Coast is that these Padres are looking to trade Juan Soto, uh, probably for more pitching. Uh, because they're so loaded. And the teams that have been uh, named, uh, Soto's a left, left-handed left hitter. So, of course, the Yankees were named, the Red Sox, Seattle, and, of course, the Giants, who have loads of pitching in their minor leagues and need a, a hitter in their lineup. So uh, look for look for that one Soto trade sometime in this offseason. Uh that's about it. Okay. Thank you. That would make uh, Dusty Baker's return to San Francisco. That'd be amazing. Yeah. 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 Uh, Fred? Boy, old. Yeah. Howie, Howie, there was a story out here that the Giants interviewed. I, I don't remember her name, but she's a, an assistantly hitting coach. Are, are they serious about that, or is that just for show? Well, I don't know. They interviewed her. Nikon, the name is? Uh, yeah, I forget her name. It was in the paper the other day. Right. Yeah, I don't know if it's just for show or what, but uh, they are they are interviewing inside the organization and outside. So, but what they need is uh, they need to get away from these analytics and kind of go with their gut. But it's it'll like be much exciting though, because yeah, again, yeah. he's one day they'll wake up. Operations is kind of handed it. 
Yeah. So we'll see. All right. What, about, what about Mark Katzi? I heard, I heard his name. Read, read that he might be He's a possibility. He's uh, the A's. The A's. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I have lunch. He's got some resume. 50 wins. Yeah. <laughs> well, at lunch, I was at lunch with some friends today. One of them brought up that Dusty Baker might be looked at by the Mets. That would mm. be great. Uh, I can't see that. I can't. I can't. I can't. That'd be good. I can't see Guy our age. That'd be great. I can't see it. Uh, how old is, how old is Dusty Baker? 90. 74. A couple years older than me. 74. 74. 74. Gerald, so wrap only, this up. Wrap it up. Yeah. It's a short term. Uh, Quick question. Jeff, do you think the the, uh, the Yankees will ever get the message that they don't have enough power hit left? left-handed power hitters and go when they get rid of their analytics department then they'll figure it out the yankees need soto if i were the yankees that's what i would do yeah definitely the position is waiting for him yep yeah all right let's move on um i know roger you have to go soon yeah shortly mike can you hold on one second mike you're next but i'm gonna go to roger report because roger has to leave roger your roger report is sponsored by Roger, Roger, report. You're sponsored by raindrops. <laughs> keep falling on my head. <laughs> good, that's good. You want you want the baseball? Or you want the football, Mark? Give me whatever you want to give me. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, sec, as you guys know, second year in a row, the Phillies knocked out the Braves. I mean, uh, so and now the, the Phillies, like Joe was saying, have been very dominant. I mean, the Diamondbacks are not even in the same class. I mean, it's they just. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Wheeler was lights out, and uh, Nola. These guys were very sharp. The power is coming on. Schwarber's now hitting home runs. I mean, everybody seems to be clicking. I mean, it's just uh, I don't know. We'll see what the Diamondbacks can do. May change the scenery. See if it can do. Um, I think Suarez is going against your your favorite guy, Fat tonight, Mark. Fart, 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 fart. <laughs> yeah, fart. <laughs> That's it. I mean, the American League has been very interesting. The, the road team has won every game so far. Uh, the Rangers look very sharp the first two games in Houston. Um, and not so sharp, yes. Very good pitching. The Yankees, I'm sure, mm-hmm. wish they probably had Montgomery back. He's looked very oh, good. <laughs> Absolutely. Ovaldi, a guy the Yankees had, too, you know, let, let go. Again, very good. The Valdez got knocked out in the third inning, which was very surprising for the Astros. Um Mad Max, of course, did not look very good last nope. night. Uh, I mean, he hadn't pitched in about a month, so I guess, you know, couldn't expect too much. I'm surprised they didn't come up with someone better. They could have maybe pushed him to game four, but I guess they wanted to, to try. I figured they had a 2 nothing lead already. Um, what else did I want to say? The uh, that In that first game that Evan Carter made a night, that beautiful catch, and ended up doubling off Altuve there, who didn't come back. And, looked like, and they had the replay, didn't quite – Touched the base again coming back. So that was a little bit of a snafu there on the Astros. Uh, nice. That good young player. This Carter's, what, about 21 or something like that? 20. Yeah. 21. Yeah. Uh, Just came down. too late for John Daniels. Yeah, I know. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's right. Exactly. One year That's too right. Late. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Rangers, Astros. We got game four. We got uh, Urquidy going for the Astros against that old the Yankee favorite, that Andrew Heaney. He's still bouncing around. It's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> lefty, that's why. Lefty. Yeah, exactly. Another guy, another guy who couldn't pitch in New York. Yeah, he really yeah. couldn't. He did okay with the Dodgers, I thought, for a little bit. But... Ed Whitson. 
Yeah. yeah. Sonny Gray. Eddie Lee Whitson. Right, right, right. Sonny Gray. Eddie Lee Whitson, yeah. I think that's pretty much it. It was some late thing I saw the Cubs uh, expect right-hand pitcher Michael Fulmer. He's going to miss the 2024 season. Oh. It wasn't Tommy John, but he's got some UCL – Revision surgery, but he did have Tommy John surgery with the Tigers in 2019. Yeah. So no thanks, Matt. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, chance. Not good. Not good. So, Gerald, quick question for Roger and the rest of the panel. Yeah. If the Texas Rangers win the World Series, will DeGrom and Scherzer get World Series rings? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jerry, Absolutely. back to rhetorical questions. Oh. <laughs> they, they were measured for them already. You know, you have these measurements uh, months in advance. <laughs> which, which is which is impressive because the ground pretty much hasn't played the whole season. He won his, he won two games, DeGrom, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, something like yeah. that. He All started right. slow and then he was playing pitching well and then he you was want to do some football do want, stuff, Roger, or should I move on to Mike? I'll let you they only made on. the playoffs by two. What's that, Roger? What do you want to do? I'll let you move on. Thank you. Okay. Mike. Mike from uh, D.C., Virginia area. Your sports report. You're sponsored this week by Very, Very Sharp Knives. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll take it. What you got for um, us? I want to make a point before I give the D.C. report, which is the following. If you look back on what it used to be like to be a GM in baseball, I mean, you mainly made some trades. You kept your eye on other teams, looked for opportunities and so on. And there was a kind of a scouting department that was uh, connected to you, but that was sort of, uh, you know, relatively uh, a minor part of it. Now, scouting involves looking at the amateurs, looking at the other teams, looking at their minor leagues and looking international. Right. You've got all of that going and you have separate scouting staffs for all that stuff. You have salary cap management. You have player development. Right. This is talking about players in mainly in your own minor leagues, but maybe some at the major league level, too. So that has to do with the coaching. And then finally, you have all the trades. So it seems to me it's no wonder that you have expanded front offices in baseball now and even a president of baseball operations who's supposed to oversee all this stuff and all these guys that are delegated these, these different parts of what used to be one job. Anyway, that's my comment, right or wrong. Agreed. Uh, one, good yeah. thing, one good thing about being the DC rep here is that I can make my reports short because there's not a whole, there, there is some turmoil. I will say that there is turmoil in, in DC among these various professional teams, but there's not a whole lot happening. Both soccer teams in the last two weeks fired their coaches. Uh, a guy named Wayne Rooney had been the coach. Uh, he was a great player for the, the British in England. And he got fired because they didn't, or they, at least they said they, they had come to a common agreement that he would not be back because uh, they didn't make the playoffs this year. This is DC United, which used to be one of the powers in the league, but hasn't been for several years. The Washington Spirit fired a guy by the name of Mark Parsons had been their coach for a little while. Uh, they also failed to make the playoffs this year. And in these playoff berths are kind of generous. There's a lot of teams that make the playoffs, but in any case, neither one of them did. If we look over at the Capitals, they're off to an awful start. Uh, they have a new coach. Uh, they too got rid of theirs and they have a guy named Spencer Carberry. He's got extensive minor league experience. 
and he has sort of revised the system. And one of the things under the revised system is Alex Ovechkin, who's sort of the big box office draw around here, has no shots on goal in the last two games. So something about what he's doing is not working out too well. They are one and two on the season, lost to the Pittsburgh at home 0-4, lost to uh, the Ottawa 1-6, that was on the road. They did win a shootout against Calgary, that's it so far. The, uh, the only thing to say about the Nationals is that they fired a, a very large number of scouts. They got rid of, I think they got rid of their entire Caribbean scouting staff, and then they have let a bunch more scouts go. There was some hint that there was some hanky-panky going on in the Caribbean, people being paid under the table and that kind of thing. I don't know the reasons for the rest of it, but they are clearly uh, revising or revamping their entire scouting staff. That's my report. Mike, is it, are the Nationals up for sale still? That's an excellent question. It's very difficult to tell because there seems to be a split in the family that runs the, uh, the Nationals. The, the managing director, whatever he's called, managing partner maybe, uh, he wants to stay. He's the son of the original owner of the Nationals, but other members of the family want the team sold. They want to collect whatever money they would get out of it. And so the team is in a kind of a limbo with respect to the ownership. And as a consequence, it's you don't know which direction they're going to go and how much they're going to invest and whether they are going to just try to build young and go cheap or whether they're going to get some free agents. So it's a kind of a, uh, a situation that's very kind of difficult to read at the moment. That's the Lerner family, Mike? The Lerner family, that's correct. Ted Larry. Lerner was the original. He died at about 90. The, the Wizards are off to a good start, at least in the exhibition. They're 3-0. and They have Poole now and Jones added on to the team. We'll see what happens. Yep, yeah. yep. Jeff? Uh, uh, Mike, uh, your commanders play our Giants this weekend. Yeah. Right. Oh, the Commanders and the Giants, right? The Commanders, I mean, yes. the Commanders look like they're about a 500 team, which is what they are at the moment, three and three. They look good some weeks, and other weeks they don't look very good. So if they if they finish even nine and seven, I mean, it would be something of a compliment. And the Giants look like a .005 team. <laughs> well, but the coach is on the hot seat. Sorry, Fred. If they don't make the playoffs this year, Rivera will be gone, I think. Yeah. Yep, I would say so. Okay, thank you for that. And uh, you're down the line there. I'm sorry for getting you so late there. But okay, you got it in. <laughs> uh, a couple of baseball notes that, you know, we touched upon baseball, but a couple of things here I still have. Um, with the Dodgers, the Braves, the, the Orioles, and the Brewers all being knocked off, they win that we talked about this. They win their division and, and the, the playoff system being knocked off. A lot of people said the system is broken, it's wrong. No, How could someone not. win so many games and then you they lose two and, the, and they're out right away? So it came to uh the commissioner Manfred. He says he's not making any changes. It's only a very small sample. It's only been a year or two since they've been doing this. Uh, yeah. Let's see what happens in a few more years. If the same thing happens, maybe it's it's something they have to look at. 
Uh, I saw a very interesting statistic before the playoffs began. Uh, you know, assuming, let's say, let's say the the Los Angeles Angels made the playoffs. Of course, that's assuming so much. <laughs> but did you know that Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman have been in ninety playoff games in their career? Ninety. Wow. And of course, Trout and Otani. Zero. Zero. Right. Truly amazing when I saw, saw How that. about Mike, Mike Trout? I said Three. Mike Trout. Yeah, oh, you did. Zero, Sorry. zero, zero. Yeah. Sorry. Um, the St. Louis Cardinals Dominican Republic complex was robbed last week. The robbers binded and gagged the security guard and stole oh. watches, rings, necklaces, and other items from the athletes and other personnel including baseball equipment. The, cul- the culprits used the guard's shoelaces to tie his hands and ankles together. <laughs> no injuries and no shots were fired. <laughs> and you heard about Trevor May, who was a Tired. pitcher who pitched for the uh, the A's last year, uh, yeah. formerly of the Mets. Twins and performed two years with the Mets, 34 yes. years old, has retired. And on his way out, he ripped apart the uh, the A's ownership. He says, "God damn it, sell this team! Uh, no one cares about your your family heritage." John Fisher's the owner. What, his family founded the Gap. That's where they got made all their money. The Gap. Right. Yeah. So um, he had some words for the A's. What type of season they just had? Okay, let's go on to football. Um. So, a couple of notes that I saw. What do you guys think of? I'm sure a lot of you saw the Eagles-Jets game. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, of course, the Jets, right? First time they ever beat the Eagles ever, ever, ever. But what do you think about the announcers and Mark Sanchez as a commentator? That's my question to you. I thought he was good. He was very good. I like him. Yeah, I did too. The play-by-play guy guy was Kevin Kukla. And the commentator was Mark Sanchez, the same Mark Sanchez who quarterback. But every every sentence when he started something, he would say, and next time he's on, listen, are you kidding? Are you kidding? <laughs> I, I, I would start to mark off every time he said that. <laughs> he was kind of, this is ridiculous. Are you kidding? <laughs> listen to it next time. Okay. Everybody's doing it. Okay, we talked about Tyrod Taylor. Um, you know, they have a backup. His name is um, Tommy DeVito. DeVito, right. DeVito, no relation to Louis, right? From Tom Louis DeVito. DeVito. Danny. Not, um, not Danny. Louis DeVito. What's his name? Danny. Yeah. DeVito. Danny. 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 Danny DeVito. But the Tommy <laughs> DeVito, uh, he went to Dan, Don Pasco, uh, Pasco Preparatory School in Jersey. Right. He went Syracuse. to Syracuse, then he transferred right. to Illinois. And he was an undrafted free agent. And he's here as the backup. They called in a couple of the guys this week to maybe back, because he has no experience. They called Mac, Matt Barkley in, 33 years old. They even called in Ian Book, former uh, Notre Dame quarterback, 25 years old. This is, of course, if Daniel Jones remains out. So uh, I don't know if they, I don't think they signed anybody yet with Tyrod Taylor, if he's going to start or not. So I don't know. 
doesn't look like he's going to start. Um, the commissioner, you know, they they rewarded him with a new contract. Three more years, he's going to be your commissioner at least. Uh, they must like what he does. And I need your opinions about these games in London. I think they had three games this year, and the commissioner hasn't ruled out a London Super Bowl down the line. <laughs> what do you think about that? Anybody? Unlikely. Unlikely? Yes. Well, how about an expansion team first? Unlikely. Unlikely. You don't You'd like have that to play- expansion team in London? Mm. Full house. The full house. The crowds are full, and they're yeah. cheering and they're rooting. Mark? Full house is a novelty, but is it yeah, going to well, be? I think it'll Mark. Be. Yeah, go ahead there. If you if you played the Super Bowl at its normal time, six six p.m. on Sunday, right? It's it one o'clock. One o'clock in the morning. Like or in so. the morning. And, uh, yeah, that's yeah. when they'd have to play. Okay. So legit, the logistics. Sure, they thought about that. Yeah. There's a, yeah. uh, also there's also a game in Germany in two weeks. That's right. That's right. And, that's right. And they're talking, and now they're talking about playing in Brazil. <laughs> I saw that in today's paper. It's, an, it's some road trip if you have to go there, right? Yeah. Wow. Um, the Eagles they signed Julio Jones on top of their two fabulous receivers, Smith and uh, Brown. If they weren't enough, yeah. Are they getting desperate? I don't know. What do you think? Brown is enough. How about the How about the Jets trading uh, McCall? Uh, Hardman, Hardman. Back to the Chiefs. You know, I mean, he didn't, they didn't give him, give him a chance. At least they didn't get back to Darius Tony. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they got a they got seventh round pick in uh, in in the twenty twenty five or twenty twenty. They gave him draft picks, down, low draft picks. Just all right, you're not doing well here. And watch, you'll see, he'll be doing well with the Chiefs. He'll be in a lot of plays. I got a Fred, question. I have a question for Mike. Wait, wait, wait. After you finish with your notes, can we talk a little bit about one piece of strategy about the Jet game Sunday I want to bring up? All right, go ahead. Talk about it now. Why not? Right. Well, what do you, you guys think about the end of the game after the interception? That right. whole, whole, I know you, you're playing on adrenaline and he scored. Right. Should he have stopped, sat down wait, at the one yard line, then run out the, run down the clock? Instead of giving the ball back to the Eagles with a minute forty six, right, and go for, for probably was a short fire, yes, field goal yes. with seconds to go, yes, or do, or do you think it was good? They did, you know, let, let's get the points while we can, and then what, ha- what happened if the ball was what the the kick is blocked? Right. I'm saying I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah, you're right. What if the right. what if it's a bad yeah. snap? It could be too. But yeah. Yeah. You know, when they had the like when the they had the indoor left. games, the um the arena football. You yeah. see that a lot because yeah. they, for some reason they stopped the clock after each play in the last in the last minute. They stopped you, no matter where you are, they stopped the clock. So if you don't you, have to go out of bounds. If you needed, if you needed those points, no, but not going out of bounds. If you run the ball up the yeah. middle, that's what I'm saying. Usually the clock continues, but with right. no time, they just you could, stop the clock. It, it almost looked like the Eagles let them score. So. I, with, yeah. I thought so too. They I did. Yeah. Inevitable, yeah. they're going to score there. Right. But I don't right. think they were prepared. But they, but they say they, they they run, they they fall down. They don't. They wait to the right. last second before scoring that. 
We're I'm talking about the Jets, guys. Let them take the points when they can. much goes wrong. That's what I was sort of thinking of, too. Yeah, you Wayne. cover D.C.? Do you cover the Baltimore, Baltimore area or just D.C.? <laughs> well, I've been focusing on, on uh, Washington, but I can. You know, I, could I, always. I, I, one of the it's reasons, enough. Why the Ravens traded Brown last year, two years ago. I don't know, maybe you probably don't know the reason. It just, it just uh, didn't make any sense to me. But what they trade? They traded Brown. It was either the guy, the receiver on the Eagles. All right, Antonio Brown. Was it Antonio? Brown? Antonio Brown. Maybe Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Antonio AJ case. Brown. AJ Brown. Yeah. AJ oh, Brown. Brown. Right. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. 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 Antonio Brown's not doing. Uh, was arrested for lack of child support, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. One of his. One of his. Uh, what is this? <laughs> what is this? Because I, I, I the, the the NFL is considering banning, of course, the the tush push, mm, thinking yeah. about it for next year. But what's this hip drop? Does anyone know what's this hip drop? Something to do with tackling, but I'm not sure. Yeah, the method of tackling, twenty five times worse than a standard tackle. The defender encircles the runner and tackles by swinging their weight and falling on their side on their legs and they can injure their ankles and knees i still done this reading and have no clue what the hell they're talking about maybe yeah. this is the nfl's way of evolving into flag or touch football I mean. <laughs> hip drop i never heard of that one oh, and the push push, you, I, you know the tush push was only okay since 2005. before that you were not allowed to push Runners, oh, right. I see nothing wrong with that. Do you see anything wrong with that? When they push mm-hmm. the runner to get the first down or a what touchdown, put a bit. You don't want to comment. Yeah, the, 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 the giant, the Giants didn't. They lost two players on, on that on the one play. That's right, Schmitz and uh, they lost Bellinger and they lost mm, um, right Schmitz. This the, the, the rookie center. On the same play. Right, Schmitz, yeah. Yeah. So if the rules are okay to them to do it, we should do it. Anybody see that great college game, Oregon, Washington? Yes. Yes. I did. yes. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But, you know, All right, sorry. before we before Saturday's right. schedule, last Saturday's schedule, like Saturday morning, I'm reading the newspaper. Now, you read, of course, I read from back to front, like many of you, back to front. Right. And, exactly. uh, it's a Jewish, Jewish way. On TV – I counted down the line. There were 39 football games on Saturday. Right. 39 college football games from 12 o'clock noon as the first games until game the late games out in the West Coast starting at 11 o'clock all live. Right. Right. CBS, NBC, Fox, ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, ESPN and you, Peacock. CBS Sports Network, Network, BTN, the Black Something Network, FS1, Big Ten Network, Big Ten, it was Black, sorry, no. sorry, I did. Big Ten Network, uh, FS1, Pac-12 TV, SEC Network, ACC, of course, they all have their own networks. You left off one. There was actually a game on Channel Eleven. <laughs> there was. Eleven <laughs> yeah. shows the least interesting Atlantic Coast Conference game of the week. <laughs> 
But I, I got I got really upset when Colorado was winning twenty nine nothing over Stanford and lost forty six forty three overtime. Overtime. Yeah. And that wasn't even Saturday. That was Friday. That was even Friday. Friday. That's right. Both right. <laughs> games are Friday. All right. You want to talk about that Oregon Washington game with? Uh, I mean, it's a great game. I mean, I, you know, our, the Oregon. Both Oregon. teams played played great. The Oregon had some dubious. Uh, Decisions about going for it on fourth down a couple of times, but it was just a, a yeah. great game. Was an Oregon missed a tying field goal at the end uh, for a forty-one yarder. Just a just it was just a great game. But no plays defense. Some of the pundits have things, and, and it's things. very ironic now that the, now that the Pac-12 is disbanding. You have to you know great you know Oregon State is great. I mean Oregon is great. Oregon Washington is great. Uh, well, USC got bombed by Notre Dame, but they they can't play defense. No, no one plays defense. Strong team out like, there, like a renaissance out on the West Coast. I mean, some of some of the pundits have uh, Penix now jumping ahead of Caleb Williams for the Heisman. Yeah, Ooh. I've heard that too. Yeah. Penix, I'm yeah. not sold on him. He's like, I mean, he, they're great, he, but they don't play defense. He transferred to Indiana. He transferred from Indiana. That's right. Right. He had, he had a right. good. He had a decent season. He transferred because he wanted yeah. to. Uh, he wanted to play for Washington for whatever reason. Yeah. And 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 Williams transferred to USC when yeah, when his coach at Oklahoma Riley, went, went went there. Around. Yeah, yeah. Right. So Walt Garrison died. Maybe some of you might have read about that. Seventy nine yeah, years sort of. old. He was Cowboys. a fullback for a Super yeah. Bowl winner. He went to Oklahoma State, uh, and he was more of a cowboy than a cowboy. He's a rodeo. He's a real rodeo cowboy. Yeah. Yeah. Football, no cause mentioned. He played nine Oklahoma seasons State for, da- for Dallas, retired in 74. But, of course, his name came right up. and Everybody remembers him, hopefully. The third leading rusher and fourth leading receiver at the time for Dallas when he retired. Uh, I remember the Cowboys only started in 1960 was their first year. So that's why he was three and four. Today he's number four. Uh, in yards per carry as a receiver, as a running back. Uh, who did he, my, Mark, who did he block for? He was the fullback. Who was the running back? Who was the running line? back? Does mm. anyone remember? Who was it, Dorset? This, no, it must be before. Maybe. maybe. What? maybe Later yeah. on, might have maybe, been Dorset. Maybe. Yeah. yeah, we could check that out. Don, Don Perkins, was he there? I remember yeah. Don Perkins. Was that, or was that before? Was that before Garrison? <laughs> Uh, he became a spokesman for the U.S. Tobacco and Skull yeah. Tobacco mm-hmm. Company. Um, to- Pinch between your cheek and gum is all it takes. That was him saying that. Uh, and during mm-hmm. his early days with Dallas, he would leave after practices and team meetings to compete in local rodeos. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully to get back by the 11 o'clock curfew. Really was a in his early one. days, uh, all he did was uh, return punts and kickoffs, being on the kamikaze squad. Soon, mm-hmm. Coach Landry prohibited Garrison from going to rodeos during the season. <laughs> uh, he Then he would only go in the offseason. Uh, he had a clause in his contract. If he was hurt from ro- rodeos, the contract would be null and void. He never Wonderful. thought rodeos were dangerous. Really was a cowboy because Oklahoma State's nickname was yeah because Oklahoma State's nickname was the Cowboys. So Cowboys, the Cowboys. 
at Oklahoma State as a linebacker. Then he was moved to running back. He led the Big Eight in rushing in mm. '64, and he beat mm. out Gale Sayers at that time. Yeah. Yeah. So rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to point, and this is something I found just amazing about betting. And I don't, I don't bet football. I don't bet any sport, actually. Anyway, my my granddaughter goes to University of Maryland, so now I'm starting to watch Maryland football. Sure. And Maryland was playing Ohio State, and the point mm-hmm. spread was 19 and a half. And I'm, wa- and I'm watching the game at halftime at 17-17. I'm saying, this is crazy. How could there be a 19-half point favorite? I had to go out. I come back. The final score, Ohio State wins by 20. And, <laughs> right, 37 I, I don't know what the, the, the betters know. Uh, I mean, the gamblers know. Uh, I, I just find it amazing. They turned on yeah. the Jets in the second half. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> That's the big uh, game this week with Ohio State, no. Penn State. Fred, you have basketball notes for us? Well, just the NBA season will be starting next Tuesday with two games. The Knicks play uh, Wednesday night against the Celtics. Nets um, next day against Cleveland. The big story this week is the WNBA, the Liberty, last night in an elimination game for them, had a 12-point lead early on. They blew it. They came back, but they, they fell short. Their, their, their best player had what I call a, a John Starks game. If you remember right. when they mm-hmm. played Houston, Starks yeah. was, was not Two great. One game. Was terrible At one point, yeah, she was like three for 18 last night. Right. So they they, they wound up losing by one point. So their season is finished. And, you know, they, try, they tried to build a super team. There's one guy, one player in the Giants is very happy because his wife plays for the, for the Aces, Darren Waller. Oh. His, his wife is Kelsey, Kelsey Plum there. They're one of their starting guards. So it, I think this is the first time in 20-some-odd years that there's been a back-to-back WNBA uh, champion, champion That's right. Las Vegas Aces, who owned by Mark Davis of the Davis family, same people own the Raiders. And we'll have to start seeing, you know, start talking about the NBA next week. Rosters have to be finalized by next Monday in the NBA. So there's still a lot of, you know, you know, I don't know if there'll be any trades, but, you know, Know, at this point, but you know, we'll see what see, see what happens with the James Harden situation in Philadelphia, where he's insisting he's not going to play for them, and they insisting <laughs> you you're, you're under contract. So we'll see what happens with that. And then a couple of weeks after that, college basketball season will start. So we'll be in full swing with basketball. Yeah, yeah. I heard that they're thinking about going back to the East West in the All Star games. Instead, yeah, I saw that. Instead of the, the like- top. Um, Vote get is choosing up. Yes. Which I think yeah, sort of that's a possibility. People can't identify with what team, you know. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gerald? So I was listening to a video interview with uh, Bob Cousy. I think, can you lower that? Played Jalen Rose for signing a $300 million contract. And as, as I understand it, that's the most lucrative contract ever signed in the NBA $300 million over five years. Anybody know anything about that? Who signed Not the contract? Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose. Oh, Rose. Jalen Rose. No. No, Jalen no. Rose is not in the NBA. Not. Are you talking about the guy with Memphis? Yeah. Um, yeah. Jalen Rose is a commentator. It's Derek Rose. No, yeah. wait. Not, not Derek Rose. Huh? Jalen Rose is Jalen Brown. I'm sorry, Jalen Brown. Oh, right. Oh, Jalen right. Brown of the Jaylen Celtics. Brown. Oh, okay. Jaylen Brown. Oh, poop. 
Poo poo. The um, there was a bit of history made over the uh, this past week. Iowa. This is women women's basketball. Oh, yeah. Iowa. Who's uh, they won the championships last year. Iowa. No, no they lost. No, LSU they lost did. to LSU in the final. That's won. right. That's right. Um, and Iowa and DePaul women. They drew fifty five thousand plus for an outdoor basketball game in Iowa. Wow. That, set a, that set the record for the most fans seeing a women's basketball uh, game. Um, so they set the record. Previous record was UConn and Oklahoma in 2002 at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. They, mm-hmm. That only drew 29,000 plus. Did you see Nebraska uh, fill the stadium for a volleyball game? The volleyball, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, like 102,000 people. Yeah, you know, crazy. Hey, any uh, hockey news mm-hmm. for us too? Why, why are you talking? Hockey. Hockey. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't really followed hockey that much. I. We got to get someone who knows I, hockey to talk about hockey to us. I think, Jeff, I think we should, think we should talk yeah, to Roger Jeff, about Jeff that. He follows hockey. it more. Jeff, you're the guy. Yeah, I've been uh, just yeah, just yeah. following the Rangers. That's all. Yeah, but I, I read, the Rangers are two and one. I know that. Two and one. They lost. Uh, they lost on Saturday and. Yeah, they, they play tonight. They play a close tonight. game on Monday, two to one. The Daily yeah. News, for those who get it, they have something I never saw us before. With everything that comes down to stats, 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 this, that, the game-winning goals statistics, shot leaders statistics. I never saw that before listed as a regular. <laughs> And listen, for you soccer players or soccer supporters or whatever you when when you hear a, a USA lost to Germany in a friendly match, what does a friendly match mean? It has no consequences. Means, means, means there's no shot. consequences. It's like, an ex- it's like it's like it's like an exhibition game. Exhibition. It's like a baseball exhibition game in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right? That's, that's it's an I, exhibition that's game. That's what I thought of it. It was in golf. It was a big story that this Lexi Thompson almost did something that hadn't been done in seventy-eight <laughs> years. Uh, she almost made the thirty-six hole cut in a men's, men's PGA tournament. Mm-hmm. Babe Dietrichson was the last one in nineteen forty-five. Uh, she was close. She was four under with seven <laughs> holes to go. Then she just messed up on those last uh, bunch of holes and missed the cut. But Lexi Thompson playing with the boys. Playing with the boys. And the Olympics. This happened a couple of days ago. And I mentioned it last week. They were going to vote on this. uh, For the 2028 Olympics in Los Angeles, baseball, softball, cricket, flag football, and squash (laughs) are coming to the Olympics. Big sport in India and Pakistan, squash. Yeah. Big sport? Yeah, big sport. Yeah, it is. You don't know. Yeah, and a guy named Andy Bean died, a golfer. Anyone remember golfer. him? Yeah. And he'd be 11-time PGA winner, three-time runner-up for the, in majors, died of complications from a double lung replacement surgery. He was mm. 70. He had lung replacement in September. His lungs were damaged from COVID. Uh, yeah. he's known as a person who wrestled alligators. <laughs> Andy B B E A N. And you that's guys what don't I have. know, but Jer- Jerry was captain of the Baruch squash team when he was went there. Is that right? 
Yeah, Jerry. Me? Jerry. Yeah. yeah. Were you captain of the squash team at Baruch? No, no. I thought no. you were. That was it. That was the third brother. <laughs> Let's go on to some trivia questions while we all together. Who's got some questions to stump the panel? Who wants to go the first? Chubbs. All right, Stephen, why don't you go first? I got a couple of football questions. What player has the most interceptions in the NFL history? Uh, Johnny Sample. Lou Kraus? Dick. Not Lou Kraus. Paul Kraus. Deion, Paul. Sand oh. Deion Sanders. Paul Kraus. Oh, Paul, Paul, Paul Kraus. Oh. Tap me on the shoulder. Good job. Um, Howie. Okay. Uh, Bruce Bochy is managing the Rangers in the championship series. And if he makes it, if he makes it to the World Series, he could be the third manager to win to to get his team into the World Series at least three times. With three Name the other two managers, and I'll give you a hint. One is from the 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 current era, and one is from the twenties to about nineteen forty. Three separate teams. Three, three separate teams. That's the Bochy took the. The Padres, the Giants, and he's he may take the Rangers. There's only two other managers who've taken the teams to Marky Anderson? No. That was two. Baker. He only had two. Somebody said Dusty Baker, no? No. Dusty no. Baker only won one. Dusty Baker two. made the playoffs a lot, but no, just to take them to the World Series. Hmm. And this is someone who's current now? No. Uh no. Both of these uh, managers are in the Hall of Fame. I'll give you a hint. One Rocky manager. No. One manager uh, took a team in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, three separate teams to the World Series. Wow. Not, uh, not Dick Williams. That's no, right. Uh, Dick, Dick Williams. Williams. Oh, yeah. what a great 67 one. Red Sox, 72, 73 uh, A's, which he won, and the 84. Uh, Padres, which was the, the Tigers. Very good. He, he, the other manager, his initials are BM. BM. B boy M as in male. Bill McKechnie. Bill McKechnie. Who came up with that? Oh, very good. good. Very good. Good, good, good game. Won, uh, well, by, by the way, the playoff game is no score after two innings. Okay. So we'll watch after we're done. He uh, won the World Series with 25 uh, Pirates, I think they beat, beat Senators, and the 40 uh, Cincinnati Reds, I think it might have been the Tigers they beat. And uh, in 1928, he, uh, well, he took the, the Cardinals to the World Series against the Yankees in 28, Yankee. but he also took the Reds to the World Series in 1939, and, and they, they lost, I think, to the Tigers. Oh, I got one more was the trivia. Uh, Joe Gordon, if the 1946 season was traded to the Cleveland Indians, and you named, it was a one-for-one -one trade, and it, it was a great trade for both teams. Can you name the player he was traded for? Went to the Yankees. From Cleveland mm -hmm. to the Yankees. Gene oh, Woodling. No. Who did the Yankees send to Cleveland? The Yankees sent Joe Gordon. Joe Gordon, Joe Gordon. Oh, so who came to the they who got came this, from Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland traded this uh, player to the Yankees, and he was a big part of their uh, four uh, 
Five Charlie Jim. Keller? Charlie Keller? No. That's good. Jim Hegan? No. no. Was it a pitcher? Yes. Oh, Allie Reynolds? Right. Oh, wow. Allie Reynolds, oh, Allie Reynolds pitched for the, Indian, for the Indians? I took it, yeah. yeah, he was actually a losing pitcher for the Indians. I never knew that. And yeah. the Yankees went after him, and he was unbelievable for the Yankees. Reynolds, Rashi, and Lopat. Super right. chief. Super chief. All right, Fred, what do you have? That's why they yeah. won every besides, year. Besides Max Scherzer, who's the only pitcher to start a, a postseason game for five different teams? At least five different teams. This guy did it for six. Wow. Uh, Don Sutton? Nope. For five different teams? Different teams. Yep. Well, he, he did it for six. Scherz has done it for five. Oh, wow. Mike Torres. Nope. No. Pedro Martinez? Nope. Yes. But five different teams. He, he did it for wow. six different teams, this guy. Six very teams. well known, very well known in New York, among other among other cities. Initials. E W. E D W. David. Dave Winfield? David. He he did do something that, that Don Lawson did also. Perfect game. Perfect game. <laughs> oh god. Guys. Oh. oh. Um Yeah. Come on, Don. Uh, that fat Dick. son of Dick. No, no. Dave. Traded. Dave. Dave. What? Uh, What's his he was traded. He was traded for another for a player who traded, was, he was traded for A Rod. He was traded for he was not he was traded, traded from for... the Yankees to another team for a player. Who, if it wouldn't be for the steroid era, would be in the Hall Clemens. of Fame. He was traded for Clemens. Uh, oh, David, David Wells. Wells. David Wells. Um, David Wells was on six different playoff teams. Toronto, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Yankees, Red Sox, and San Diego. It was in today's wow. paper. I didn't today's know. news or today's paper. David Wells. All right. Wayne. I got one. Uh, three closers. Won the a most valuable player and the Cy Young Award. Willie Hernandez. Hernandez, right? Very good. Mike that's, Marsh, the one, that's the one you guys don't think would get. Yeah, Mike Constanti. No, the other two are kind of obvious. Rivera. No, he didn't win an MVP. Uh, Mariano uh, Rivera. No. Uh, Willie Hernandez was a tough one. The other two, I thought you'd get that. easy. Um. The guy uh, can't, wait, I can't respond. No, you Bruce can't Shooter. respond. One 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 pitcher is famous for probably one of the most uh, dramatic plays in in his, in, uh, in our time. He was a pitcher for one of the most dramatic plays in our that we've seen we've seen. Well, that's got this guy's easy. Rolly fingers. That's that's two. Rolly fingers. That's right, right. The third guy I thought you'd get easily. Probably the second best closer of all time. Oh, Eckersley? Yeah. Hoffman. Eckersley. Eckersley. Right. Eckersley. Oh, right. Eckersley. Yeah. Are you, well, you guys, had two one more, one more. Do you guys remember 1950 Yankees World Series against the Phillies? Yeah, they swept the Phillies in four straight. Actually, hmm. that was Whitey Ford's uh, rookie, rookie year. year. But right. you remember who was the most valuable player in that series? Jim Con Oh, the 
Jerry Coleman, I think. Jerry Coleman. Very good, Steve. Very, very good. good. Tough one. Very good. Steve, you're older than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Who else has a question? I got one. Name the three oldest stadiums in Major League Baseball. Three oldest. Fenway Park. Fenway. Wrigley. Dodger. Fenway, Wrigley. Someone said Dodger. Dodger. Who's the only Hall of Fame pitcher to win Rookie of the Year? I was surprised mm. when I saw that one. Vi no, not Vita Blue. One Marshall? No. Same era. Rookie mm. of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year, Hall of Fame. Steve Carlton? Carlton? Gibson? Bob Gibson? No. Same era. Steve Carlton uh -huh. said there were not. It wasn't Cornell. Um, Jim Palmer? Nope. Same era. That was good. I know. Trying to think of guys in. He won in the National. How about National League Rookie of the Year? National League. Ferguson as a, Jenkins. As Ferguson a pitcher? Jenkins. Ferguson that. Jenkins. No. Huh? Wow. You should know this as New York is. New York. Tom, oh, Tom, Tom Seaver. Tom Seaver. Seaver? Tom Seaver. Yeah. Yep. And how about this one? Six teams that have never, that's never to win a World Series. So they played, but never won. Or never Colorado. Te Texas Rangers. Yeah. Texas Colorado, Rangers is Tampa. one. San Diego. Colorado Rockies is two. Padres. Padres, I heard, is three. Tampa yes. Bay. Tampa Bay is four. Two more. Seattle. Seattle is five. No, Seattle was never. But, well, they never got in the World Series. Well, they, they never, never, got never got won one Series. either. Mm. Oh, yeah. Minnesota, oh, no. Twins. Oh. That's a trick oh. question. But that's the only uh, only yeah. one that never made it. The other one. Minnesota Twins? No, no they, no, they, they won 87. They won the, the, the 87 and 91. 87 and One of these teams um, made the playoffs this year. Arizona? Nope. Texas? No. Milwaukee. Milwaukee, Milwaukee Brewers. Milwaukee Brewers. 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 Okay. We've got time for another two, two more questions if you want to go that far. If not, we could say goodbye. <laughs> well, here's a question that I don't, know, I don't know the complete answer. Maybe you can help me. There are four teams, football, that have stars in their logos. I got three. I'm missing one. Well, Dallas, Dallas is one. Dallas, Dallas Cowboys is one. The Patriots, I think. Patriots, Patriots. is two. Oh, that's a great one. Oh. Wow. Missing wow. two. I only oh, have one. Bombs. I know there's four. Does Texas have one? The Texans? The Texans. Very good. Now, what's wow. the last one? Which one I got stumped at? Nashville? I don't know. I mean, maybe because say anything. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> That's your homework. Find that out. We don't need on the anything. It could be right, That's it. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's go eat dinner, huh? What do you think? All right. Okay. All right. Have All right. a great week. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. You this too, Mike. Take care. Yeah. Yeah. See you Good night, everybody. Yeah, take care, Bye, guys. Jeff, well. take Jerry, easy. take. Thank you, well. Jerry. Take care, Mike. Philly's a threatening. <laughs> and everybody, take care.